Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you, uh, you that you are the God who speaks. And thanks that as we open up the Bible and read, we're hearing you, the God who made everything, we're hearing you speak. So we thank you for that. We pray as we come to a hard topic tonight, you'd help us to be um, humble, help us to be ready to be um, changed, and help us, Father, to see the truth from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I reckon there are some things about Christianity that we find really difficult to believe. So, for instance, Christianity, the Bible claims that God, the one up there, he became one of us down here. The, the big man, the one who created everything, became a human like you and I and walked around. The Bible also says that a dead man came back to life, like literally dead. Jesus was dead in a tomb and then three days later, he was up and he was walking around. Now, the last couple of weeks and the next week as well, we're talking about three kind of big questions that we reckon teenagers have and have for God. And so last week, we, we thought of... Um, God, why don't you make yourself clearer? Where are you, God? And next week, we're going to talk about suffering. What's the deal with that? And today, we're talking about one of the biggest ones, hell. Why hell? Now, the Bible teaches that hell is the punishment God gives to people who sin against Him. It's a place of pain, of agony, darkness, away from God, Receiving his anger poured out on you forever, everlasting destruction with no escape. Now that's really heavy. And I reckon it seem, can seem hard to believe, doesn't it? How could we, a sinner, how could someone possibly deserve this? That's what we're going to be wrestling with today. Why does God, people send, why does God send people to hell and how can that be okay? Now, I want to say right from the start that this is a really hard topic and I am in no way standing up the front claiming to have all the answers. But I've done some thinking about it and read the Bible and I've got some thoughts to share with you from the Bible. Um, But even having some answers doesn't necessarily make this topic heaps easier. At the end of the day, if hell is real, then that's devastating. But the Bible insists that hell is real. And so what I hope to do tonight is to deal with, to some degree, some of our biggest problems with hell. What I think are our biggest problems. And here are a few of them. These are the ones we're going to deal with. It just seems unfair. It seems, it, it makes God seem unloving. And the last one, if it is true, then it means admitting that people we love might go there. I reckon they're some of our big issues with hell. So let's tackle those together tonight and let's just jump straight in. The first one, it, hell just seems unfair. Got your Bible there? Open it up to chapter 1. Um, have a look at verse 8. We'll start there. Verse 8. He, that's talking about Jesus, he will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His might, punished with everlasting destruction. Now, how could someone possibly deserve that? In, in verse 8, the, he gives the reason. He says, the reason is, God punishes people because they don't know God. Did you see that there in verse 8? 
and because they don't obey the gospel of Jesus. What that means basically is that God punishes people for sin. The reason God punishes people in hell is because of sin. For not caring about God and rejecting Him and His ways and saying, I don't want anything to do with you, God. Sin is why people go to hell, says the Bible. Now, we don't think of sin as a big deal. If you're new, you probably haven't really even heard much of sin. But even, even if you have heard of sin a bit, we can think of it as not much of a big deal. We kind of go, ah, sin, whatever. Um, you know, so, so people don't obey God's rules all the time. So what? He'll get over it. It'll be fine. Yeah? Um, we don't think of it as a big deal. Um, but sin, and sometimes I reckon we even think of sin as, we, it's cool, it's kind of naughty, and um, so you might think, oh, I just did this little sin, I told my teacher to get lost. Yeah. We can even think of sin as this kind of cool, naughty, hip thing, um, but the Bible says that sin is serious. The Bible says that sin is a big deal because, sin is serious because God is so good. See, Um, rejecting God, which is what sin is, rejecting God wouldn't matter that much if God didn't matter that much. But God does matter a lot. He is, if you're at Life Uncut tonight, you would have heard as well, God, the Bible says, is the center of the universe. He's the one who created everything by speaking. He's the reason why you and I exist. The reason why you exist is because God thought you up. He's like, hmm, I'm going to create that person. And he's the one who, the, the reason why the world is spinning right now is because God's telling it to spin. That's who God is. He's that one. And we think that we could do a better job of knowing how to live our lives, of we could make up the rules better. But he is the king. And we would reject his right to rule over us not only that, God is holy. He's perfect. What that means is He's perfect in every way. He's perfectly loving and perfectly just and perfectly righteous and He never does anything wrong. And we, we would rather have ourselves in charge. That's ludicrous. Sin is serious because God is so good. And I reckon one, one of our other big problems is we kind of think, I don't know if you ever found this, we sometimes think of God as being like our friends. So he's kind of just like another buddy. So, you know, sometimes you ignore your friends and they'll get over it. And sometimes we ignore God and he'll get over it. But God is not like our friends. And even if he was, um, the same action can be way worse depending on who you do it to. So think of this, right? Imagine you're walking down the street and you see this dude and he's standing on the side of the road and he's got these big steel cap boots on, right? And he's standing there stamping away. And you're like, oh, he's kind of funny. But then you, you kind of peek and you get up close and you see that he's actually stamping on a bunch of ants. Now, what do you think at that point? You don't really think of that much, are you? You don't really care. It's like, okay, some dude stamping on ants. Cool, whatever. Imagine, though, if it was a bit different. You see him stamping on a puppy. Yeah. Say, notice this. Notice the difference in your reaction. You guys were like, who cares about ants? I say puppy and you'll freak out. Same action. He's still just doing this. Sorry, I'm having a bit of trouble with this microphone. Um, same action. He's still, still just doing this, right? But he's doing it to something different, which makes it way worse. Imagine this. He's stamping on a baby. 
same action. Now, hopefully, you, you would be horrified. You'd be absolutely horrified. And you'd be scarred for life. And that guy would go to jail and you would report him. But same action done to different stuff, done to different people, makes that action heaps worse. Ignoring your friends, not that big a deal. Ignoring God, the God of the universe, big deal. Big deal. Now, the same action, depending on who it's done to, can be infinitely worse. So sin is not a small thing. Now we think that sin is not a small thing. It's huge because it's against God. He is the great one who is to be worshipped and loved and lived for. He's the one who made us. And so sin, rejecting him, ignoring him, that's not just a small thing. That's an evil thing. That's evil. And so God needs to punish sin. He needs to. Just like the police have to put bank robbers in jail, yeah? God has to punish sin because sin is, um, is crazy evil. Now, we may think it's unfair, but that's because we don't get how bad sin is and how good God is. Now, some of you guys might be thinking, okay, yeah, that's good. I get that. God has to punish sin. Sin's evil, needs to be punished. That makes sense. But an eternal punishment, now that's a different story. How could we possibly deserve an eternal punishment? Surely eternity in hell is far too big a punishment. That's unfair, isn't it? Well, let me give you three things really quickly. First of all, sin against an eternal God requires an eternal punishment. Just like the guy with the steel cap boots, right? Um, Stamping on ants, what's the punishment for that? Nothing, nothing. Stamping on a puppy... I I don't know, but probably like a hefty fine at least and reporting to the police. Stamping on a baby would be years in prison and sin against an eternal God, an eternal punishment. Second thing is the time that it takes you to commit a wrong, to do something bad, doesn't equal the time that you get for punishment. Now, we can't, let me try and explain that to you. We often think that like, just say you get, you get 75 years on earth, right? You, you live for 75 years and then you get an eternity of punishment for that 75 years. How can that be fair? Have you heard that? Well, the time it takes you to do an evil doesn't equal the time length you get in punishment for it, right? So it could, just say you shot someone dead, right? It only takes you two seconds to kill someone. Bang, they're dead. Do you only get two seconds in jail? No. You could get up to 25 years in jail for that. Sin against an eternal God, you get an eternity in punishment. The crime, the length of time it takes you to do a crime, doesn't equal the punishment, the length of time you get in punishment. Third thing, it seems that, there's a couple of hints in the Bible, that the people in hell will continue to sin. It's not like people in hell suddenly turn around and start loving God and just like, oh God, I love you so much. I wish I could be with you and I just want to live for you and you are so awesome. I love you, God. No, it's not like that. It seems that they'll go on rejecting God and so they'll always be deserving of more punishment. Does that make sense? The Bible says that it's not unfair for God to punish. The Bible says that God is perfectly just right in all his actions and so just a couple of bits of application for us guys see how bad sin is 
and how much we need a saviour. Every sin we commit should earn us hell. And so if it wasn't for Jesus, we'd have no way out. Which means, um, ignore Loki for a second, um, which means if you're a Christian, don't take sin lightly. It's true, if you're a Christian, you don't have to worry about hell. You don't, ha- you don't have to worry about getting punished for your sin. Romans 8.1 says, Therefore there is no condemnation for those who are trusting in Jesus. So if you're a Christian, you don't have to worry about punishment for your sin. But don't let that make you okay with sin and get comfortable with it. And I hate that which was going to send you to hell. Jesus saved you from living a life of sin. I saw on Facebook um, this week that one of, you, one of you posted that you, know, you want to live your life for God and you want to strive to be putting to death, getting rid of the sin that's in your life. And that's so good. That's epic. And I reckon that's the kind of people we want to be. And we wanna, I want you guys to be kind of people who encourage each other in that and ask each other, hey man, how are you going with this? Can I pray for you in that? How are you doing? We want to be those kinds of people who strive to help each other live lives running away from sin and running after God and Jesus. So keep doing that. Don't take sin lightly. Second thing, praise God that he punishes evil. This is where Loki comes into it. We all love it in the movies when the good guy wins, yeah? We love it when the good guy wins and the bad guy gets locked away. Um, Well, at the end of history, God will win and good will win. See, we, we need hell so that good will win in the end. So Praise God for that. No one who commits a terrible crime in this life and gets away with it. Nobody who murders or rapes or steals and gets away with it in this life will get away with it in the next. God will make everything right. So praise God for that. Okay. Hell isn't unfair, but we've got other problems with it. Um, Problem number two, hell makes God seem unloving. You ever thought that? Sure, he's got to be just, he's got to be, he's got to be fair, he's got to punish evil, but isn't God meant to be our father? How could he send his own creatures away from him? Well, three things, and this is really important, God's not happy about it. God doesn't like it happening. There's a verse up on the screen, you can read it from there, Ezekiel 33.11, that's a really easy one to remember, 3311, it says this, This is God speaking. As surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they turn from their ways and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. Why will you die, people of Israel? God isn't happy about people going to hell. 2 Peter 3.9 says that God doesn't want anyone to perish, but rather that everyone would turn and come back to him. In Luke 19, I don't know if you remember this, from the end of last term, we saw Jesus, he finally, remember Jesus walking to Jerusalem? He finally gets there, and what does he do? He sees these people who don't love him and reject him, and what does he do? He weeps. Jesus weeps over the fact that people are heading to an eternity without him. It doesn't make God happy. He's not, he, God's not like some big bully who like people want to get out, and, and, and he's saying, no, 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 no. Um, God wishes that all would come back to him. And that's why God sent Jesus. Because think about this, right? If God was happy about people being punished away from him, he wouldn't have sent Jesus to die, would he? The reason he sent Jesus was so that people could avoid that, so that people could be saved. So God's not happy about it. Second thing, in a way, 
God's just giving sinners what they want. Now try and follow me with this. Have a look at verse 9 again from 2 Thessalonians. Verse 9. They will be punished with everlasting destruction, and here's the key, and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His might. Now, one of the reasons why hell is so bad is because it's being separated from God, away from His goodness and glory. So, now think of this though, what is sin? What's sin? Well, sin is just that, it's trying to get away from God. It's saying to God, no thanks, I don't care about you, don't care about your ways, you're not for me, away with you, I'll do stuff my way. And so when a sinner dies... God gives them what they want. He goes away from them. He shuts them out of the presence of the Lord. They get what they're after. Now, it's not a good thing that what they're after. It's not a good thing that they want. It's, that's silly. It's foolish. But it is what they're after. And so God gives them what they want. It's, I don't know. Has anyone got younger brothers? Stick your hand up if you've got younger brothers. Yeah? Wow. That is impressive. Well, my wife's got two younger brothers, like much younger, right? And they love to wrestle. But one of them's this tall, and one of them's this tall. So what does that mean for the younger one? It's not going to be good for him, is it? But they, well, actually, it's more like this. But um, they love to wrestle, right? But every time they do, this one, what ends up happening to him? He He gets hurt. No, he doesn't win. He gets hurt. And so um, my wife, Beck's parents, they always say, they stop them and say, no, 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 don't wrestle. You know what's going to happen, don't you? You're going to get up hurt, so don't. And then the next day, they start wrestling. They say, no, 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 stop, stop. If you do this, you're going to end up getting hurt. And then they, they stop. And then, and then the next day, they do it. And she, uh, eventually, you know what they say? They just say, look, okay, you, I'm, I've told you, you, it's not a good thing that you do this. You're going to be hurt, but go for it. Do what you want. In the same way, sinner, God gives sinners what they want. He says, you don't want to be with me? Fine. Have it your way. So is God unloving to send people to hell? Well, no, He doesn't take any pleasure in it. He weeps over it. And He's just giving us what we want. And get this, this is the crazy one, ready? Hell shows us how loving God is. Now, it sounds wacky, but hell shows us how, love, how loving God is. Hell, right, is God's punishment for sin, yeah? Where God pours out all His anger at us for rejecting Him, and it's horrible. Fire, pain, agony, darkness, crying, separated from God, it's awful. That's what we deserve for our sin, and that's what Jesus took on the cross. He experienced hell in our place, so that we don't have to. So as we look closely at sin... We see the price that Jesus paid for our sins. As we look closely at hell, we see how loving God is that Jesus would experience that for us. Hell shows us how loving God is. If hell wasn't that bad, Jesus' death wouldn't be that that good. It'd be like, oh, he died for us, that's nice, cool. But hell is that bad and that's what Jesus took. How amazing is the love of God? Hell shows us that. Do you get that? This is big words, but the severity of God's anger 
shows the magnitude of God's love to us in Jesus. Let me just say that with easier words. The hecticness of God's anger shows how huge God's love is for us in Jesus. Now that would be a really good note to end this sermon on. Because that's pretty amazing. Jesus, God himself, would go through hell for us, for you. But even when you know that, I reckon there's people right here, right now, still feeling like this is really hard to swallow. This is hard. So our last big problem with sin, if it is true, it means admitting that people go there. This is where it gets real. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, right, every, we have to agree on this, hell makes total sense. It does. Think about it. If you get rid of hell, you get rid of justice. If you, the, in our broken world, where people do evil stuff and get away with it, if you then get rid of hell, then our world is messed up and there is nothing that can be done and that sucks and evil wins the day. So we need hell to be real so that evil doesn't win. But at the same time, the last thing we want is for people we love to go there. And if we accept that it's real, even though it makes perfect sense, if we accept that it's real, which we have to if you believe in Jesus, then that's not good news. It's not good news for people who don't trust in Jesus. It's not good news for people who died not trusting in Jesus. And I get that that really hurts. Understand the pain of losing people who most likely didn't go to heaven. And I can't even let myself think about it for too long because it's too horrible. And so I just let myself get distracted and think of other things. So all I can say is trust God. He's good. He knows what's right. He's bigger than you and me. He's good. And it's okay to be upset for people who may have gone there. But the good news is that people still can be saved from hell. You can still be saved. Your friends and your family who don't yet know Jesus, they can still be saved. Because Jesus has done everything necessary for us to be rescued from hell and to receive heaven, eternal life for free, a free gift. All we have to do is accept that free gift. Turn from rebelling against God and trust in Jesus. That's the good news. And there is still time for everyone with a beating heart and air in their lungs to be saved. Now I'm going to end with two applications that we end with all the time because they're so important. First of all, if you haven't already, become a Christian. If you're not trusting in Jesus, that means God is still angry at you. And when you die, the Bible says that God will be angry at you then. And so you either have a choice. You can either, get this, you can either pay for your sin yourself or you can let Jesus do it for you. You can face up to God with all your wrongs or you can have Jesus already wiped your record clean. That's a pretty easy choice. Do that. Let Jesus save you. Let Jesus have paid for your sin for you. Let him be your savior. And that's the reason why you're still alive now. You're still alive now so that you might be able to hear the news of Jesus and put your trust in him and be saved for eternity. So do it. And if you're just new to this stuff and you've just come along, then we're so stoked you're here. And I want you to keep coming back and 
you're the leaders here are awesome. They're here to help you and wrestle with stuff and try and answer your questions. So ask all your questions. Keep coming back. We'd love you to do that. Keep coming to Life Uncut. Second thing, my Christian brothers and sisters, make your life about sharing the good news of Jesus to those who don't know it. Make your life about that. Remember this, we live in the last 10 seconds of the game. The last 10 seconds. And there's still that time to make the last shot. We live in the last 10 seconds of human history. And it'll be up soon. And as soon as it's up, as soon as it's up, there'll be no more time for people to be rescued into heaven. But we still have that last 10 seconds. There's still time for people to be rescued and put their trust in Jesus and receive eternal life. We live in that time. Know the time you live in and make good use of the time that you have on earth. Because in the face of hell, the free gift of eternal life is the best news ever. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for the gospel. Thank you for Jesus, that he makes it possible for us to be right with you. God, we thank you that you are a just God, that you will punish evil. But God, we know that we have done evil. We are sinners. We've sinned against you. We've not lived the way we should. And so God, we're sorry for that. We're sorry that we have made you angry. And we're so thankful that Jesus took your anger away for everyone who's trusting in him. Thank you for that. Thank you that I don't, we don't have to um, have your anger on us anymore because Jesus done it all. I pray that heaps of people here who don't yet trust in Jesus would un- come to understand these things and make Jesus their saviour too. And I pray for us who are Christians <clears throat> that we would keep trusting in Jesus all our days and that we would make it our life's aim to share the news of Jesus to our friends and family and everyone around us, that we might see heaps and heaps of people come to heaven with us and live with you forever in peace. In Jesus' name, amen.